Hey, welcome to the Urban Crofters podcast. We're a church family based in Roth, Cardiff, seeking to connect, create, and transform the community around us, kingdom style. We hope you enjoy. Hello, Urban Crofters, and welcome to my caravan. Apologies if I look a bit bedraggled. I've been on holiday and therefore given up all uh, attempts up on keeping a uh, respectable appearance. Okay, so I'm going to be talking to you today from Ephesians 4, verses 17 to 32. So if you can go and grab your Bible, maybe pause the video, go and grab your physical Bible. I think you cannot do better than have a physical Bible in your hand. Uh, much better than just going through on your phone, but if you want to read it on your phone, that's fine. So Ephesians 4, verse 17 to 32. I'm going to be reading from my ESV version. Um, so there we go. Right, let's jump in. Verse 17. Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way that you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were, uh, and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupted through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on your new self, created after the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak with truth to his neighbour, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labour, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit, by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamour and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Wow, there is a lot of text there, and there is a, a lot of instruction there from Paul. Um, so just as a bit of background, this letter, the letter of Ephesians, was written to the church in Ephesus by Paul. Um, it was Ephesus was a non-Jewish culture. It was a Gentile culture, much uh, similar to the one that we live in now. Um, there was lots going on there um, that doesn't align with a gospel way of life, uh, just like in our culture now. So um, I'm going to go through and I'm going to pick out um, some points that resonate with me. Um, you may find actually that other things resonate with you um, as you read through the scripture yourself. So I'm going to start jump straight now into verse 17 that you must no longer walk as the gentiles do in the futility of their minds so um i find that really interesting um our lives as christians shouldn't be it should be different to the lives of people who don't follow christ um i think often um the way that we can discuss um christianity is that it could be a belief system um and while as christians we do believe um we do believe things um 
I think Jesus described himself, or Jesus did describe himself, as the way, the truth, and the life. Often we're really good at focusing on the truth. Often we're really good at focusing on a teaching about eternal life. Um, and often we forget about the way. Uh, you know, the, as, a, as, an, as an example, the, the Gospels are full of um, uh, details about what Jesus was doing, about how Jesus did things, um, and actually those aren't there by accident those aren't incidental or accidental details those are there because it's actually as a way of showing us how jesus lived um with the idea that we live in a similar way um you know i think a good example of this with you know many many moons ago i was single um i was not married but now that i'm you know now i'm married what if i believed that i had a wife uh, but i didn't act like it um, I think we'd all know that I probably wouldn't be married for very long or if I did stay married that my marriage would be terrible um, yeah so I, I, I think we need to approach uh, Christianity in the in the same way um, so if life in I think there's another point in here um, if life in Ephesus was greedy to practice impurity can you just imagine what Paul would say if he came and saw our modern Western living uh, if he spent a week in Cardiff, I think his eyes will pop out of his head, to be honest. Um, and it's really, um, it's really easy to kind of like to default to things. So um, Ephesus had this big temple and, um, and it was full of sexual sin. Um, and, you know, as Christians, we can often focus on things like that. Really easy to point out things like sexual sin or, um, you know, drugs or alcohol abuse and, and all those sorts of things. And that is really difficult. And those are, you know, those are real areas of sin. Um, and, but then I was, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, oh, so this t-shirt that I have on, it's a lovely t-shirt. I have no idea um, if this t-shirt um, was manufactured with slavery in the supply chain. I have none whatsoever. Um, I know there's a huge amount of slavery in our, in our clothing manufacturer and our food manufacturer and our tech products. Um, you know, there's real human rights abuses in, in pretty much everything that we buy. Um, and yeah, and I think that's probably much worse than it was in the days of Ephesus. Um, it's, uh, yeah, uh, desperate to practice impurity. Um, consumption of materialism is pretty much bringing humanity on to the eighth great um, extinction event of uh, life on planet Earth. Um, and it's pretty much being caused by our desire to satisfy our wants. So, uh, yeah, a bit of food for thought there. Certainly not any better than they were at Ephesus. So uh, what, my next point is I'm going to skip down to verse 22. Um, put off your old self. I, I love this. This is great imagery. You take off your old self and put on your new self. You're a new person now. Uh, so let's have a look at what, cat uh, what can uh, characterize our old self. Um, it's about... Yeah, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. Um, what are your desires and are you being deceived by them? Often we have good desires, um, but they can be twisted to act, um, which in a way that deceives us into thinking, you know, how many times have we think that something's going to bring us happiness? We achieve that goal, uh, we acquire that possession, and then we realise that it didn't bring happiness at all. Um, you know, often people are... Uh, desperate to climb the career ladder they get to the top of the ladder and then find out it was leaning up against the wrong wall um yeah our deceitful desires um put on your news well let's carry on then 
Verse 24, and to put on your new self, created after the likeness of God and in true righteousness and holiness. I love that idea of putting on your new self. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump now to John chapter 15, verse 4 to 11. So just flick over using a strategically placed spoon in my Bible. And this is Jesus talking um, to his disciples. And I love this um, piece of text i love this uh, these words of jesus so john chapter 15 verse 4 abide in me and i in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me i am the vine you are the branches whoever abides in me and i in him he is he it is that bears much fruit apart from me you can do nothing if anyone does not abide in me he is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches that are gathered are thrown into the fire and burned if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be prove to be my disciples as the father has loved me so i have loved you abide in my love if you keep my commandments, you will, uh, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. So that is John chapter 4, verse 4 to 11. I'd really encourage you to get your head around that piece of scripture because it's just fantastic. We talk about, um, you know, how to put on our, our new life. Um, you know spending time with jesus is an um, is a huge part of that um and to renew your you know if you want your mind renewed spend time with god in his uh with god spend time with jesus and have your mind renewed um yeah okay right so verse 25 then if we carry on therefore having put away all falsehood I think we probably need to take a pause there and just, just, just talk about that one. We live now in the internet age. Um, it is now possible to know pretty much anything that you want to know um, to a point that it's regardless of truth. Um, you know, if you want to find out a fact, you can find, ev you can find evidence to pretty much support any point of view you want. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Um, the idea of fake news. I mean, currently people are dying um, from COVID because they believe it's a conspiracy. Uh, you know, we had the whole thing about 5G and all that stuff. The amount of misinformation that is out there is just unbelievable. Um, and I think as Christians, we are called to truth. Um, not just about, you know, the way, the truth in life. Um, Jesus, I think actually we're called to be, to tell the truth. And to be honest but i think there's a and i think that's probably the obvious um and the easiest reading of this is to you know tell the truth if it's something's green don't say it's blue um but actually i think there's probably another aspect to this which um is probably a little bit harder to live with um which is the idea of your branding as a person um how you present yourself um yeah, I mean, we all create and curate an image of ourselves that we allow the world to see. Um, and it's about that, uh, you know, what, what is going out and the, what, what we're displaying is actually being a true representation of who we are and not a controlled front. Um, 
I was thinking about this earlier, and in Luke 22, Jesus is praying after the final supper. He's just about to have Judas betray him, um, and he's going to be taken away and crucified. And Jesus knows this. And Jesus, in front of his disciples, or a stone's throw away from his disciples, says, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. I have to be honest, um, if I was Jesus and I just spent three, you know, I was the son of God um, and I just spent three years instructing my disciples, I would have prayed that prayer, but I would not have prayed it in front of my disciples. They wouldn't have known that I said that. Now, obviously, the disciples didn't know that because they wrote it down. Um, yeah, I think that that image and that vulnerability that Jesus, well, that vulnerability that Jesus displayed in front of his disciples, um, so shows a huge level of maturity um, and just a genuineness in front of them. Whether or not I'd have done, yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't have done that. I think I would have hidden that away from them. Um, so yeah, I think the next point that I want to look at is well, actually, I don't want to look at this one at all. It is verse twenty-six where it says, "Be angry and do not sin." Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Um, I'll be honest with you, I don't feel, com I don't feel comfortable uh, preaching about this and saying what we should be doing on this because actually this is a big, a big issue for me. Um, not necessarily fits of rage, but just a baseline angriness in me. Um, and it's something that I need to work on, but I don't feel that I can sit here and uh, ish issue a teachings on this, to be honest, because I don't, I don't feel that I have a good enough grip on it. I do find it interesting that it's and give no opportunity to the devil is the next uh, the next words that uh, that Paul writes. Um, often anger and um, and in itself they can be they might not be issues that are incorrect. They might not be things uh, they should be things that make us angry, but often they can become footholds to the devil uh, for him to work his way into our life and um, and grow in. Um, I also think, you know, just apart from being angry in itself, um, we've got to be careful not to give opportunity to the devil. There might be things which aren't wrong for us to do, but which are unhelpful for us to do, um, because actually they can lead us into sin. Um, and it's about, and we need to give them, you know, Paul says here explicitly, give no opportunity. Don't let, um, don't let the devil have any opportunity in your life. Um, if we jump down then to verse the next verse, which is verse 28. Um, let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labour, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Um, now, there's probably not a lot of people who are watching this video who would um, put that vocation as thief. <laughs> I, d I doubt there's anyone um, watching this who does. Um, I think as as Jesus follows we need to be called to honest work um, and I also think that we need to be called into doing our work honestly um, I think you know a lot of us are working in a different context that we used to do I mean I now work pretty much exclusively from home um, as you know as do a lot of people now and it gives the opportunity for people to become essentially hide-and-seek champions uh, it's very easy to disappear off the grid now um, and I think actually we're, you know, we're called to work and to work honestly. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, verse 29. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it gives may give grace to those who hear. Um, 
I just, I, you know, I just pondering on this scripture, um, <laughs> our ability to, to give corrupting talk um, through the joys of technology has now gone through the roof. We can corrupt, we can talk corruptly pretty much 24 hours a day now um, to a huge audience of people. Um, and that is obviously not what we are called to. I will say refraining from talking in a corrupt manner um, may mean that we actually have to, it, it, it will come at a social cost. Um, a lot of the way, you know, a lot of the conversations that happen um, in the world are, are you know, is, is stuff that is corrupting or is scandalous or is salacious. Um, and actually, as Christians, we're not called to that. So we will have to either step out of those conversations or stay silent. Um, yeah, and that, that is costly. Um, but I was thinking, how good would it be to be described as that? You know, oh, you know, there goes Claire. Um, you know, whenever she whenever she talks to me, it's always something good that comes out of her mouth. Um, whenever I talk to her, she's always she's I always feel built up. Whenever I talk to that guy over there, he always give it's always something gracious that comes out of his mouth. What a description that would be! Can you imagine having that written written on your head so no tr- corrupting talk came out of his mouth? Uh, but he only ever said things that were good for building up. Um, I do think as well, it is just worth noting on here that no corrupting talk, but only such as good for building up. Building up doesn't necessarily just saying nice things. Um, you know, I think as Christians, we are called to uh, to correct one another and to correct people. Um, and actually, that's probably one of the most loving things that you can do is to correct someone um, when they're behaving incorrectly. Um, you know, you think of that as a parent. If I didn't correct my children when I saw them acting in a way that is damaging to them or others that's not an act of love um, it's the act of love is to correct them um, the easy thing to do is to let them carry on um, and then okay verse 30 and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God this just goes back to that first point about we are called to be in a relationship with God um, that we follow his ways follow his truths but it's it's all about that relationship with God abide in me and I will abide in you uh, by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice just take a second now and just think in your life is the bitterness is the wrath is the anger is the clamor is the slander as the malice and let it be taken away from you take it off that's part of your old self get rid of it from your life um you know and then this final statement be kind to one another tender-hearted forgiving one another as god in christ forgave you um you know be kind to one another tender-hearted <laughs> being kindness is you know you can do kind things for people but still have um, a stubborn or a hard or a callous heart but the idea of being tender-hearted towards um, other believers is just um, yeah I mean it's 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 a really big it's a really big calling the way that the world is structured most people get grumpier and tougher and meaner in as they go on you don't meet a lot of you know really callous kids uh, but you do meet a lot of really callous adults um, but as Christians, we're called to be tender-hearted. Um, we're called to allow things to to grieve us and to hurt us, and to for the wounds on our friends to to be able to wound us. Um, and I, you know, 
yeah, that's what that's what we're called to. Um, and forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you, that big call to forgive one another. If you have, uh, if there's an area of unforgiveness in uh, in you within your, ch- um, and if it's with another member of the uh, of the church, you really need to deal with that. Um, yeah. Okay. So that is the that is Ephesians four verses seventeen to thirty two. Um, I've kind of rattled through it, pulling out bits. I would encourage you to take time and to read it for yourself because there'll be other things um, that pop out to you that haven't popped out to me. Um, And I look forward to discussing it with you when we're back in Cardiff. Hooray! Thanks for listening to the Urban Crofters podcast. To connect with more of who we are and what we do, visit our website at urbancrofters.co.uk or follow us on socials at urban underscore crofters.